0: Alright, you guys, welcome to the Saying Stuff Podcast. My name is Eric. You might be wondering where Chris and Chad are. Oh, Chad is sick, and Chris is taking a break from Rezu. I'm not really sure when he'll be back, so we'll be switching things up until he comes back. If he comes back, we'll find out. (laughs) So, today I'm going to be reading uh, a few short stories. From Reddit slash short scary stories. <coughs> uh, let me know what you guys think about this. Uh, if you like this type of content, next week will be me and Chad reading and reacting to short scary stories. But I don't want to wait. have you guys go without an episode this week. Uh, so I hope you like it and let's get into it. <coughs> Alright, so this one is called Burning Man by Um I woke up to a highly irregular smell in my house. It kind of leaves their nostrils wanting more, but not necessarily because they like it. A morbid curiosity of the nasal regions, I suppose. I arose with great caution. And the, the scent like a bizarre siren's call, an alluring stench of roasted flesh and burnt hair. I grabbed the knife from under my pillow and measured it forth into the living room. I found the burning man sitting quite comfortably on my couch, smoking what appeared to be a camel light. He nodded politely and beckoned for me to join him in the roaring inferno. Come sit, he said. I am a burning man, I nodded, you are, I said, I can tell. His flesh was healthy side of charcoal black. A fuzzle, I don't know that word. Uh, yeah, crisscrossed by pinkish lacerations, oozing yellow liquid. He stared at me for a while, puffing uselessly on a cigarette that had to turn to ash long ago. The flames lit the walls and the ceiling and the floor in an erratic burst of energy, but seemed strangely uninterested in anything but the man. I am you, he said, burnt to a crisp in a hellish blaze. Quite, I nodded. And how are you here? He shrugged, sparks of liquid flame flying everywhere. These things are inexplicable, like catching a drop of rain with your spleen. Let me rephrase uh, why are you here, to warn me of this ill-fated doom. He shook his head, an ear came off, landing softly on one of Price's pers- Persian rug. We both wrinkled our brows at this. Not so, the burning man said. I'm here to affirm you that our fatal incineration is the best possible outcome. Surely you just, I spat angrily, what are the prepositions? What a preposterous notion! We must perish in the fire? What do I know? He chuckled. I am dead. Before I had the chance to unleash an avalanche of counter-arguments, the burning man disintegrated, a thick cloud of ash hovering for a split second before disappearing. A a hallucination, I said, to no one, except maybe myself. We knew it was only a matter of time. I ignored the black stain on the couch for a few days until I fell asleep one evening smoking a Camel Light. The cigarette resting unsteadily on the spot where the burning man had sat. Moments later, the couch was aflame, and I found myself in need of evacuation. Should I say? I asked the roaring Florida. I did not. I fled. I fled the premises. Moments later, spectating whilst my beautiful home burned down to the ground. I was visited once more by the burning man in my less than spacious prison cell. I awoke to the same alluring scent of flesh and burnt air and found his fiery persona sat next to me. Best possible outcome, he smiled, still smoking his ash cigarette nonchalantly. Had I known they, were, they would find the corpses, I said, I would have joined the flames. He chuckled heartily. Lighten up, he said. Okay, so that one's kind of weird. I'm not really sure where the burning man comes in from. But I guess he had dead bodies underneath the house. That they found when it went on fire. (laughs) Not really scary. But like I understand why it has so many on to the next story I can figure out how to get back <laughs> alright the next most outvoted story is called the man at my funeral Last but this one is by LCKS Dash Dragonfly. Last night I dreamed I was at my own funeral. I've been having this dream almost every night for a little last year. It's such a surreal feeling. Seeing the people you love more losing you. At the same time, it's also kind of nice knowing that these people care so much about my existence. Obviously, Having this kind of dream would be mildly unsettling the most, but I see it as an opportunity to know that when things come to an end, people will actually care. As of late, though, there's been a disturbing part of my dream. I keep seeing this person that I don't recognize. He stands among my friends and family and just seems to wound the entirety of the service. For some reason, I can't place a name to his face, but I can feel that something is awful. Off about him. The couple of times I've seen him, he always seems to target someone in the crowd and approaches them to console them. He seems so very gentle with them, but when, but when I see his eyes, it seem to have a faint hue, a slight red glow. He stares at where I lie in my coffin. Now, I know most people would say that it is nothing more than a dream, but I've watched him approach two people in the stream. Both people he's approached have ended up getting in horrible accidents. One of them passed away. The other will never walk or speak again. I know it's just a dream, but how could it be a coincidence that the two people the man approached in my dream both ended up where they are? There's only so much that you can to equate to a random chance. Last night, I dreamed I was in my own funeral again. The man was there. He was there during the entirety of the service. And this time he did something different. He requested to give my eulogy. He stood in front of the entire crowd of people and spoke to them, comforting them and telling them that I was in a better place. This morning I received a call that my parents and my younger sister were hit by a drunk driver. None of of them survived. I saw a news report that there was a fire at a local college where a number of my friends stayed. My girlfriend's mother called me this morning to tell me that she had taken her online life the night before. All of them were gone, comforted by his words, lulled into the afterlife. Now I'm sitting here waiting my time. You see, at the end of my dream, after the eulogy, he turned to look at my body in the comments. He ran a hand through my hair and told me that everything would be okay. His words were comforting. And I felt calm as I watched his glowing eyes pierce my soul. Isn't there... I feel like there's something in... uh, Like... Greek mythology or... Something that like visits you in your dreams and like kills you off. I'm not sure. But we're gonna go on to the next story. Now this one is called My Sister's Suicide Note. It's by Fur Juices. ER juices? Okay, so five years ago, my sister went missing, though her body was never discovered. It was deemed a tragic suicide brought on by her eternal suffering that was invisible to the untrained eyes of anyone else. A note laid out on her desk after she vanished, which was given to me after the police officially declared my sister's death a suicide. It took me almost three days to get the courage to read it. Her familiar handwriting stained the obvious markings of tears. It read, goodbye, I fear this. It's my suffering who makes me write this. He captured me and took away my joy. He overpowered me. This stranger who I can't get away from, I have to leave. I don't have a choice. I love you. I cried and cried and shoved the note into the back of my desk drawer. I didn't look at it again until five years later while cleaning out my room. It wasn't until then I realized that I had made a grave mistake. If only I had thought to read the message backwards back then, maybe I could have saved my sister. Ooh, okay. I love you. I don't have the choice. I have to leave. I can't get away from the stranger who overpowered me. He took away my joy and captured me. He makes me write he who makes me write this is my suffering. I fear this goodbye. So why I, I literally got chills for getting that backwards. Um And that sucks. I don't really know what else to say about that one. It is a good story, don't get me wrong. I just feel like if it wasn't real, it might be real, don't huh? know, well, but uh, yeah, I would just hate to be that sister who, or brother, I'm not really sure, who gender, but I just hate to be in that position where I feel like I could have saved my sister. I'm trying to find one more short scary story for you guys. Some of these have some weird names, and I don't think they'd be good stories. I could be wrong. But, uh. We're gonna read The Therapist by Alexander216. It woke me. I was asleep in bed on my bag, a light sleep. I felt it. The smell of human breath, the warmth, not necessarily foul, but definitely present right beside me to my left. The breath eased my against my face and neck. Again, not a foul breath, but an undeniable presence of life. I opened my eyes, but I was frozen. Sleep paralysis. I know what that is. I actually experienced it regularly in past years. Anyway, from the periphery of my vision, I could see something. The curtains to my right were opened and the moonlight shone through, exposing the outline of a bald head to my left. Right beside me, now I couldn't move my head, obviously, I could only look straight towards the roof, but I could see him from the corner of my eye. Usually when I had this sleep paralysis, I snap out of it relatively quick, about 40 seconds. But this time it was no different. My senses finally came over me. I began to rotate my head towards the blonde man. But as I did, he lowered, he got lower and lower. I turned my head slowly, and every degree I turned, the man got lower, lower and lower until he was underneath my bed. So there I sat upright on my bed, staring at where the man sat. The room was dimly lit, so it was safe to say my anxiety levels were pretty high. I knew though, I thought, I knew it was just paralysis, until I heard the breathing again from underneath my bed. I heard it. So unsteady. I am frozen on my bed, frozen in fear. I grabbed my disposable camera at which I sat on my window still and the therapist Snapped his notebook shut and capped his pen. Jack, quite frankly, I am not a paranormal investigator, nor do I believe this kind. Sleep paralysis is very common. Jack shot up into a sitting position on the therapist's recliner and slammed his hands down in anger. You said you would hear me out. You said you would give me your word, he said. The therapist hit a buzzer which sat on his desk and a tall security guard entered the room. Please escort, please escort my client out of the room. He has shown tremendous tendency of poor violence, and I will be discharging him. You bastard! Jack exclaimed as he was dragged out of the room. He came and screamed and wriggled until the door shut and the therapist was left in silence. This job, he said to himself, is absolutely ridiculous. He slipped his sliver hair back and rose to his feet. As he made his way towards the desk, he noticed something lay beside the door on the ground. Disposable photo. He walked over, bent down, and stamped it up, turning it around in his hand. Dear God. So that one's kind of cool. Uh, I don't know if it's much of a mystery. I feel like the first one was actually there. Like, they had broken in and just happened to be there when the sleep paralysis was kicked in. Hope the guy doesn't die. (laughs) But, uh, thanks for listening, guys. I know it's a short one, but I'm by myself. So, if you guys like this kind of content and you want to see more of it, let me know. Because we're doing it again next week. So, that one will be... lot more better because it'll be me and Chad reacting to scary stories so we'll see you guys in the next one thanks for commenting you liking and sharing and we'll talk to you later